Hello, and welcome to the Lacrosse Matrix podcast, where stats make the story. Please enter the matrix now. Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another edition of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast, where stats make the story. This is episode number 25, or if you're thinking about it in terms of seasons, it is season two, episode five. And of course, I'm just going to hit off with a stat right away for you. This being episode 25, of course, 25 is one quarter of 100. That's some simple math for you, but that means that we are one quarter of a way to our 100th episode, and hopefully when we get there, we will have what will be, at the time, the most amazing episode that we've ever had, but we still have a long ways to go, so let's just focus right now on this week's episode. We're going to, again, I know we've been doing this a lot this season, but again, focus on something just a little bit different, because this season is going to be one like we haven't seen in a few years. So we're focusing on exhibition games this year. Of course, the schedule was just released uh, this past week for the exhibition games. So it's exciting to see that there are going to be 18 games on the schedule. And, and I'll, I'll give it away right now. That is our number of the week 18. Also, it just happens to be the number that corresponds with the amount of regular season games that each team will play. But there will be 18 regular season games, and we are going to break that down, and we are going to talk to some of the players and coaches that will be very, very focused and dedicated during the month of November to the exhibition games that they're going to play, as well as the thorough and extensive training camps that each of these players and teams are going to be going through to prepare for the 2022-2023 NLL season. So without further ado, although I've already given you the number of the week of 18, Let's get after it and go for more nuggets other than the number of the week and get ready to feast. I don't know about you guys, but it really feels like there was an unprecedented amount of movement during this NLL offseason, whether it was due to trades, the expansion draft, obviously, with the Las Vegas Desert Dogs becoming the newest NLL franchise, or free agent signings and, and the like. It really has been quite the summer in terms of player movement and even coaching signings and, and, and coaching introductions. And I think that that is what makes this exhibition season that's coming up in November, as well as the training camp session, it's going to be so exciting. Not only because, uh, as we'll hear later from from our analyst of the week, we we haven't really seen a regular or or normal preseason schedule or or setup for a couple years now. Obviously, COVID has played uh, an unfortunate factor into to our lives and has made us have to adapt in such ways that has taken out of uh, the normalcy of NLL preseason, but it does feel like we are finally back in a good and normal place, and that is just so incredibly exciting. But what's even more exciting about it is that for the teams that have made some movement, uh, teams that are either rebuilding or trying to find their way, the players seem really excited about what's going to be happening during this month of November 
with these training camp games and these 18 exhibition games. Let's hear directly from those players about what what they think that this month is going to be like and and how it's going to help them. And, you know, what better place to start than with uh, one of the the Desert Dogs uh, themselves? And we have Reed Reinhold giving his thoughts on on what to expect for this team, uh, this expansion team during this next month. I think it's going to be great. I think it's, uh, I'm really excited to kind of get on the ground, ground floor and, you know, help build a culture uh, for a team with a, with a blank slate. I've heard nothing but awesome things about Willie. And um, I'm hoping that we do a good mix of sort of, you know, being, being competitive now, but also building for the future. And I think that the steps that the that desert dogs have taken so far have shown that like, on San Diego came in and they made some massive free agent splashes and they wanted to be competitive right away. And I think um, Vegas has done a good mix of sort of building for the future while also trying to be competitive now. Um, And so I'm super excited for us to not only have this year, but build for the future years too, hopefully. One of the most exciting things about this 18 game playoff, or excuse me, a preseason setup that we have for the month of November, these exhibition games, is that you have a handful of teams, eight of them, in fact, that are going to be playing three games each uh, in order to to kind of find a rhythm and get things going. And the Desert Dogs are one of those eight teams that are going to be doing that. Another one of the teams is the Albany Firewolves, a team that this offseason we talk about the amount of movement that has taken place. You look at the Albany Firewolves losing, whether again because of signings, trades, and, and other kind of circumstances, losing their top five point getters from last season. That doesn't mean that they're not bringing guys in. They have brought guys in. There's guys coming up whether through the draft or, again, through signings and trades. But it is a total shift in that offense. So for head coach of the Firewolves, Glenn Clark, he is very interested to see what his team is going to look like during these these exhibition games and and during the training camp. There's going to be a lot of learning on both ends. So, you know, obviously to develop some chemistry between those players uh, is going to be very important. But there's also going to be, from our end, um, figuring out how best to utilize certain guys, and you know, we have an idea of what their skill sets are and their strengths, and and those types of things. But you know, when you see it in real time, and you you have to apply it to your model and your offense and all that, so it's it's important. There's gonna be a lot of learning. Furthermore, Coach Clark pointed out why he feels the exhibition uh, series that's going to take place, obviously playing those three games, is going to be so vital, not only to his team, but he gave his thoughts on why it's important in, for any of the teams, uh, all, all 14 of the 15 teams in the National Lacrosse League. Of course, the Vancouver Warriors are the lone team that will not be participating in an exhibition game this November. But Coach Clark mentions why he thinks it's important for his Firewolves and, and how it could help the other teams in the league. I think it's important. Uh, I, I think twofold. One, it's it's the most important evaluation tool for us uh, because, you know, there's only so much you can glean from teammates practicing against each other. Uh, you need that external competition and you need those challenges uh, you know away from your group so I, I think it's valuable for the players as well in terms of you know playing in those live action games where you've got 
guys on the other side of the ball that are working and competing for jobs as well. So I, I think it's it's valuable for both. It's valuable for us in, in terms of an evaluation tool, but it's also valuable for our players to get themselves up to speed with the NLL competition and, and, and getting comfortable in those game settings again. One of the newest members of the Rochester Nighthawks, Connor Fields, expressed why he thinks for the Nighthawks it'll be such an important preseason schedule, not only because a guy like Fields is is joining that team for his first season in Rochester, but mostly because when you look at their record last season being uh, one of the the worst teams in terms of win loss record last year, and then of course if you look at the the preseason odds from the betters having a very little hopes it looks like on on Rochester's expectations, it really talks to uh, uh, you know the the level of urgency that the Rochester Nighthawks are going to have to prove doubters wrong, and and especially for Fields coming from Buffalo and then not left being left unprotected and, and now being with the Rochester Nighthawks, wanting to prove his value and, and for the team to prove that they're better than a lot of people think they're going to be. I think it's, I think it's huge for, for, uh, for you know, I think um, really in terms of, you know, this training camp, like you said, you know, it's obviously a little different than in years past. Um, you know, I've been fortunate to be a part of, you know, some obviously teams that came off great seasons. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's exciting though. Uh, like when the trade was, was going about, uh, I've been talking with Dan and, and the coaching staff and some of the, you know, the players too. It just, uh, just built my excitement. And, uh, you know, I feel like I always play with a chip on my shoulder. Um, it's just how I, how I kind of go about things, you know, obviously, um, you know, it's just how it all works, works out. Right. Like, um, I feel like I'm always trying to, you know, prove myself as well as, you know, win and, uh, do whatever it takes to win. So obviously I'm playing with a chip on my shoulder, you know, wasn't, I guess, as you know, right. As everyone knows, I wasn't protected by, you know, the bandits and, you know, that's some added fuel. Um, but also, you know, just in terms of playing for Rochester, I think we're a really unique bunch of guys where we have some very um, good veterans that have proven themselves in this league, um, as well as a lot of young guys and, and new faces too. So, um, you know, I'm really excited for 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 this year and, and playing with this team. I think, you know, we're a very unique team. Um, and, I, you know, I know just from – I mean, you probably see some of it right now just a – very early preseason rankings, um, you know, we see our, we see ourselves right at the bottom, and, and I think that stays in the back of all, all of our minds, and we're going to use that as motivation, um, you know, throughout this whole training camp and preseason to, uh, you know, to, to show what we got. One of the key factors you're trying to work on in terms of training camp and exhibition games is obviously a team's chemistry. How well are these guys going to work together, especially if there's additions or subtractions to the lineup? And I, when I spoke to the New York Riptides' Jake Fox, he was talking about the level of chemistry that this team already has, but using this period of time before the regular season begins will only strengthen the bond that they already have. You know, it, it's really cool because our whole offense is kind of, like, connected in a way where, like, everybody has played against or with each other in a way, and everyone's had a really good connection. So, like, you know, on the right side, you know, last year with uh, Digby, Callum, and uh, 
Connor and myself, you know, you know, Digby and I had played with each other in New York. Connor and I had played with each other in Brooklyn. And, you know, we were the same age. So we always grew up playing against each other and bickering at each other, leading to us being roommates. So that was always fun. <laughs> and then, you know, Callum being from Ottawa, like, you know, Callum really was a huge influence on me growing up and, you know, teaching me how to play lacrosse at a high level, you know, and teaching me simple stuff like pick and rolls and, you know, just learning the game. And obviously, you know, I, I went to Oklahoma to train with him before last season. And, uh, you know, he was a huge reason why I had the year I did last year, being ready and prepared for the season. So, and then on the left side, obviously, you know, there's Jeff T and, uh, you know, he's, uh, after one year, showed everybody why he's one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world right now, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, bringing in a guy like Ocon, who's been around the league for a while and, you know, um, who's, you know, knows how to play at a high level and, you know, guys that we're all comfortable with. And, uh, and you got Lomas Larson and so many guys that, you know, have been around and, you know, we just feel so comfortable with each other and it's, it's exciting going into a year knowing that, you know, we're growing as a unit. Another aspect of being around training camps that's interesting to always see, especially for younger or newer clubs, is what is the culture like, not only in that locker room or on the floor, but what does it feel like to be around that atmosphere? And obviously the the newer Rochester Nighthawks, you know, they haven't had a lot of wins in their first couple years as a franchise in the National Lacrosse League, but that doesn't mean that from the front office to the coaching staff to the players on the roster, that they aren't used to winning. In fact, so many of them, including head coach Mike Hazen and uh, more than a half a dozen of the players on the roster, they have they won this uh, this past summer the Man Cup with the Peterborough Lakers, and so many of their guys, and even in the front office, have been part of building winning franchises and winning cultures in their lacrosse careers. And that's something that really excites Connor Fields to be around so many guys who are so used to winning, and also you know he's he's won quite a lot in his career as well. Yeah, I think you know I guess first and foremost you know I, I've been I'm very thankful I've been a part of some you know throughout my whole NRL career and even, you know, field lacrosse for that matter, been around, you know, a bunch of great veteran leaders and a bunch of great coaching staff and management too, which, you know, help develop you as a player, but also, you know, know what it takes to win. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, just, just saying that, um, but, you know, also, like you said with Rochester, I know, um, you know, like I said, the culture, um, the confidence that, you know, even these, these veteran leaders bring. Um, I just think, you know, having having people on your team, you know that that know how to win always helps. Um, and like I said, I've been lucky in my career to have that. Um, but you know, I think you know, in specific with this Rochester team, um, you know, there are a lot of guys who you know who have been captains on their teams, have been on championship teams, right? So you know, I think I think that's something that you know is something to be said of itself. Uh, but you know, I think in terms of I, as you, I mean, like I said, there's been a lot of movement, right, in, in the NL in general, but, you know, especially with this Rochester team, um, you know, there's a, a core group, but they're also, you know, obviously bringing in other guys too, so that's a testament to, you know, as you mentioned, Dan Carey and, and uh, you know, the, the coaching staff, they're they're doing, you know, what they think 
you know, will help this team win at any cost. So, you know, I think that those are people you want to get behind um, and, and it motivates you. So um, I think, like I said, we're just, we're just really excited to, you know, get this season going and, you know, kind of prove ourselves. I know, uh, you know like I said, last year, it wasn't the, the best outcome for, for Rochester. Um, but this year, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a new chapter. And, you know, we're not looking back. We're just looking forward on, you know, getting better every day and, and winning. And, of course, when it comes to chemistry, it's it's not just who you're playing with, but it's where you're playing. And, you know, that's going to be something that's going to be very interesting for the Desert Dogs to get used to. They haven't really had experience or haven't had any experience yet on their home floor in Las Vegas at Michelob Ultra Arena just yet. But that will be happening very soon. And we haven't really heard a lot about it, but there's actually going to be a preseason game on November 20th in Las Vegas in that arena. It will be the first NLL match in that arena uh, to date and then it's going to be so exciting for the fans to get their first eyes on their new club and also for the team to come together and to show the amazing sport of lacrosse in this city that will hopefully em- embrace the sport and, and everything around it so it was interesting here how Reed Reinhold his thoughts on on how he thought that this game will be beneficial heading into the regular season yeah I think that should be awesome um I'm really curious to get down to Vegas and check it out. I've never been. Um, so I'm just, I'm curious to check out the whole show that we have going on. Uh, Willie sent some of us a text uh, with a video of the turf the other day. It looks good. Um, yeah, I think it should be pretty cool. I'm very curious to see how our fans are. I think Vegas is going to be an awesome place to grow the game. We're going to have people coming in from all sorts of different markets all over the place, and hopefully they can go home and become fans after coming to a game in Vegas. So um, I'm really excited and hopefully the the scrimmage or the the exhibition game goes well and then we can kind of keep moving from there. Just a final more thoughts for you before we do talk to our analyst of the week. And we've got a really experienced guy with so much lacrosse knowledge for you this week. But I did just want to touch on a couple more news and notes for you before we get to that. Obviously, I talked about how the Firewolves will be playing three games. And let's just run through who else is going to be participating in how many games. Panther City with three games. Rochester with three games. Buffalo with three games. Vegas as well with three games. And also Toronto, Calgary, and Saskatchewan. And of course, playing two games is Georgia, Philadelphia, New York, Colorado, San Diego, and that rounds it out. Of course, I did mention that the Vancouver Warriors are not playing this exhibition series. However, there will be six games at the track. That is the most of any arena. Of course, they are the leading host of of all these events, and there will be other games throughout Ontario, and there will also be a handful of games at KeyBank Arena in Buffalo, so that'll be exciting Uh, For those games being played there, of course, their last games were in the NLL Cup, and I know that they are hungry for a NLL Cup win this season. Now, I did just want to quickly go to, this is an important debut. My son, Preston, is about to make his uh, speaking debut on the podcast. My dream is to have him be more of a contributor going forward. So I just wanted to get his thoughts on what he thinks about the preseason schedule and about uh, the training camp that's going ahead. Wow. 
Wow, Preston, that is uh, that is insightful. I can't believe it. Just fourteen months. That is that's what you're thinking about. Un- unbelievable, unbelievable. And now we we go from one developing mind to a, a a guy who has been around the game and and knows how the game has developed over the years. It is now that time to bring in our analysts of the week to come here and talk about those 18 exhibition games and and share his thoughts about what he thinks is going to happen during this training camp slash exhibition period and and what it might tell us about what to expect during the 2022-2023 NLL season. So without further ado, we have a guy who has been around this game for decades covering the game. You know him famously for his power rankings that have been on IL Indoor for many, many years. Of course, I am talking about Brian Shanahan. So, Brian, please enlighten us. What are your thoughts, your overall thoughts, on what to expect during this training camp and exhibition period? Yeah, I'm really looking forward you know, to be being back to normal for the most part in the NLL. You know, you forget. I mean, I forget. It was you know, just two seasons ago that was canceled. And even last year, you know, I, I felt like we ended the season on a real positive note, you know, with Colorado winning and exciting playoffs and that. But we forget that, you know, there were games postponed throughout the season. There was, uh, uh, you know, playing in, in front of no fans. Uh, you know, Halifax has, couldn't play at home for a while. And just all, you know, all the things that went on, I am looking forward to, you know, and knock on wood that, that, you know, we will be back to normal. Things like in the, in the sports world that for the most part we are back to normal. I am looking forward to like a full on NLL season from start to finish without interruption with fans at games. And, and, you know, there was a lot of exciting things. You know, I, I mentioned how, you know, in Hamilton they played, you know, I'm, I'm glad they were able to play, but, you know, playing without fans, you know, for a number of games. Uh, and, and when, you know, they did have fans there, it was exciting. And they just moved to Hamilton. Great atmosphere. I'm looking forward to that type of atmosphere. Hopefully, in every rink next year. And you know, so so I'm looking forward to watching the players play. Uh, you know, they've had lots of time to get ready, and and the fans. I'm as as excited about the fans being there as I am about the games. You are so right, Brian. It is it is weird to think about how normal this year could be. Of course, knock on wood, fingers crossed, and whatever other superstition you can do to hope that all of that happens. But looking into the the year a little further, give me your thoughts on on who you're most excited to see, not only in training camp and exhibition, but but who do you think is going to be the the top performers during this NLL season? Uh, the exhibition games are necessary, but that's just for coaches to get there. I, I don't read much into the exhibition game, although it is it is something necessary to get guys ready for the coaches, the coach, and all that. But once the I, I think you know once the real season starts, that's real for me. But yeah, the biggest storyline for me, definitely what San Diego did. Like, I'm bringing in Kevin Crowley and Curtis Dixon, and they already had Dane Dolby. Like, this is a team that is stacked with offensive talent. Now, I'm, I'm not going to put any money on saying they're going to win it because I think, you know, still a lot of things have to go right, but they have put definitely the offense in place to give them a chance to win it. And, and, um, you know, I, the joke was, is, is there enough ball to go around with, you know, all that talent? But, I, you know, I think a, a coach like Patrick Merrill, I've seen him handle, you know, it takes a special coach to handle a team with that much talent. 
And I've I've seen him do it, you know, with Six Nations Junior A years ago, just a, a stacked team. So I think a guy like Patrick Merrill, you know, assuming everybody stays healthy on that team, I think he's the right coach, you know, to lead them to a championship. But I am not rolling out the red card before them. I, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, Buffalo is disappointing as the last two championship rounds have been for them. They're, they're still a strong team. Toronto Rocks a strong team. The other, you know, storylines, I, I like the Panther City. Um, they, they had a great season last year. I, I, I wouldn't say they're favorites or anything for the championship, but I'd like to see them make a playoff run. I, I like the fact that they're getting a guy like Jonathan Donville last year or this year is going to be joining them. Um, I like their uh, draft choice, Matthew Gaudet, I think uh, was he was fantastic in the Mental Cup. So, so they got uh, you know a, a lot of great young talent as as well. I'm looking forward to seeing what Tracy Koleski can do with them, and even Philadelphia. You know they they had a you know um, uh, stealing uh, uh, Joe Resiteris from Alba. I shouldn't say stealing. He signed as a free agent, but that was a a big signing. And you know Toronto Rock, a couple of big signings with Chris Corbeil. So I think it's wide open in the East. Favorite in the West, it's got to be San Diego. But what, what Pat Coyle does, you know, did with Colorado last year, I think, was smoke and mirrors with you know key injuries on the offensive side. But you know, anytime you've got Dylan Moore in net, you can win a championship. He, in my mind, he is the best money goalie in lacrosse. Period. You know, field, field or box. And I think anytime you have a guy like him, you have a chance to win. And, you know, they proved it last year. So I think that's, you know, you asked for one great storyline. I think I gave you three or four. There's a lot of exciting things going on this season. And of course, before I let you go, I, 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 you know, I like to stay positive always, whether it's through my writing or on this podcast. So I'm not going to ask you who's going to underperform, but I am curious to know, Brian, who do you think might surprise a few people during this NLL season? And, and how do you think that this training camp, you know, might, or, or even this offseason might have impacted their odds and, and to do very well in this upcoming year? In my mind, like, I look in the East, and I, I'm not putting my money on, on these guys, but yeah, I could see Philadelphia possibly stepping up to be a contender. You know, they, they've, uh, you know, I think, I think they've, you know, when they made it through their first new season, uh, they improved quite a bit the next season. I like their goaltending. With Higgins, but I, I think Joe Resiteris is is a huge add for them. So I, you know, I'm just you know throwing the dice. I think they're a team that could step up to be a contender. But then it's very tough in the East. You know, I didn't even mention Halifax. They're still a good team. You got the Buffalo Bandits, will all, always be good in the Toronto Rock. But yeah, I might I might keep my eye on the Philadelphia Wings to sort of step into the pack as a contender in the East. So, uh, so that's, that's where uh, I'd make a little side bet on them. That's all we've got for Brian Shanahan. Thank you so much, Brian, for, for joining me and giving us all your thoughts on, on the upcoming NLL season, the exhibition game and the training camp. It was great talking to you and, and always great to hear your thoughts. Uh, you've been covering the game for so long. So thank you for, for being a part of the podcast this week. That does bring us to the Lacrosse Matrix podcast poll of the week, which you can always find at my Twitter at Adam Levy Sports. It will be pinned to the top of the page. Now, I will be the first to admit that this week's question was not only a bit a bit of an unusual one, but probably not the most interesting one to to many voters. But I did ask you 
with the NLL's 18 preseason games beginning next month, of course, that being November 1st. Uh, which team uh, has the most to figure out before the start of this season? Now, I paired up a couple teams, which makes it kind of confusing. However, 39% of you, which was the majority of the vote, said it was the Firewolves and or the Rochester Nighthawks. Then at 34%, people said that it was the New York Riptide or the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. In third place, you said it was either Panther City Lacrosse Club or the Rush at 16%, and then 11% of the voters said someone else. So obviously, it does seem pretty spread as to who people think uh, needs to do the most work in the next couple of months ahead. But it'll be interesting to see, and we'll we'll learn a lot quite quickly, I imagine, as we see these exhibition games unfold and as we hear reports out of each respective training camp. So that'll be very exciting to watch. And that is going to do it for this 25th episode of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast. Of course, where stats make the story and stats truly do make so much of the story, but so do all the amazing guests and analysts that we bring on the show each and every week. So thank you so much to the widest array of guests that we have had on this show. Of course, to Brian Shanahan, who we just heard from, the Firewolves head coach, Glenn Clark, the newest member or one of the newest members of the Rochester Nighthawks in Connor Fields, the Las Vegas Desert Dogs, Reed Reinhold, the New York Riptides, Jake Fox. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I greatly appreciate all of your input. And with that, I do sign off and I say I will talk to you guys next week for another amazing episode. That will be episode number 26 of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast. Thank you all for listening and talk to you next week.